0: This podcast is only for the attention of professional investors in the financial industry. Outer Blue by Amundi. Welcome to Outer Blue Convictions, Market Analysis and Asset
1: Allocation Views. Hello and welcome to our monthly podcast on the big themes dominating markets and our investment convictions. I'm Swaha Patanik, Head of Publishing, and I'm joined by Monica Defend, who leads the Amundi Investment Institute. Monica, welcome back and thanks for joining us.
0: Thank you, Swa, and welcome back to everyone listening to us.
1: So, Monica, there's been quite a reversal in the past month of what investors expect from central banks. And that has, of course, filtered through to financial markets. What's the split state of play right now?
0: thank you swa for the uh, questions because definitely this is one uh, of the hot topic and debates on the market let me give you first some macroeconomic context uh, we have been we are really living a noisy uh, economic uh, data uh, environment but there are signs of slowdown so still we do expect global gdp uh, to move from 3.1 last year to 2.6 this year. So global economic slowdown. In the fixed income markets, they've been moving higher, just because at the same time, uh, we had been uh, having some releases on the inflation side, uh, on, the, on the upside. So uh, the, the, the market expectation has been pushing really uh, the uh, central banks uh, to force for a cut in, uh, in March. But and we just added the uh, minutes out from the Fed and the DCB and the spokesperson of the both on both uh, central bank side that pushed back on early rate cuts, arguing that it's too early to declare victory on inflation. So our view have not changed honestly uh, since uh, since a while. We do expect the Fed and DCB looking for the first cut to be uh, mid-year. Um Given uh, the uh, economic improvement uh, that we we have seen so far uh, in the United States, uh, we resized uh, the expectation on the Fed uh, from 150 uh, basis point cuts to 125. And honestly, I think it will be more important the size of the cut, or uh, versus when uh, the, the Fed uh, will uh, we start cutting, whether it will be May or June. Similarly, um, for the for the ECB, we maintain the call uh, of 125 um, cuts, uh, basis point cuts. They are really not in in a, in a hurry uh, again.
1: Thank you, Monica. So a question about why they will be starting to cut. Do you think it's because of a growth slowdown or is it because inflation will gradually come back to their targets as you expect over time? We think that the green
0: light uh, on the on the cut will uh, depend on inflation. Then uh, when uh, we will see the slowdown in the US economic activity, then uh, we cannot rule out that they will start cutting in May rather than, uh, than in June. But inflation uh, will be uh, prominent in forcing them to start uh, and allowing them uh, to start
1: cutting rates. Perfect. And let me turn to a couple of other economies. We've also seen some notable slowdowns elsewhere in the world. I think you've been looking at Japan quite closely. Yes, indeed. Actually, uh, Japan just released uh,
0: their GDP uh, numbers uh, that uh, disappointed on the uh, on the downside. Uh, likely, the first quarter will be st- stagnant. So with a lower carryover from 2023 and a stagnant quid, we revised uh, GDP expectation this year. So we expect uh, GDP in Japan to grow around 1.1, which is still above trend and post uh, a mighty positive output gap. Inflation-wise, um, the releases have been in line with our expectation. We do expect inflation momentum to notably fade, uh, with CPI hitting below 2% in the second half of the year, uh, which then turns to what the Bank of Japan will be doing. So up April, more likely uh, than March, uh, will be the month to uh, end the um, negative interest rate policy, but the window for optimal conditions narrows post May. Uh, All in all, we remain uh, overweight uh, Japanese equity, but we might address this subject later on in the discussion.
1: Absolutely. Well, you're talking about your investment conviction. So let's stay there and ask you whether there have been any other changes to your key investment ideas.
0: Well, there is um, a notable change in the narrative um, calibrating the exposure to risky asset. Now it is no more uh, the economic backdrop that is, a, uh, that is a drag, but it's really a uh, valuation uh, matter. As such, uh, we um, move to uh, neutral the exposure uh, into uh, the equity side, uh, for example, uh, while we remain constructive on the, on the credit where the scenario is still uh, benign. On the fixed income, uh, we upgraded uh, the, the position on, uh, on duration uh, to, to longish in the uh, European core. Okay. And what about emerging markets? What's your stance of, on that? From a macro uh, perspective, still on, uh, on China, we reiterate uh, our call of disinflation, low inflation for longer, and uh, sluggish growth with these uh, 3.9 for uh, this year, 3.4 on the uh, next year. So the preference is for um emerging market ex china uh at the uh, at at present uh when it goes to the fixed income still attractive yields uh disinflation makes uh, our view and positioning on emerging hard currency and local currency, positive with a preference for um, high yield uh, versus investment grade, uh, on a rational of valuation and carry uh, consideration. We have a bias towards uh, LATAM, selective on Asia and uh, EMEA, in LATAM in particular. Uh, I'm thinking about Argentina. There are some interesting idiosyncratic stories. While on a long-term perspective, we maintain uh, the constructive view on India, Indonesia, and South Korea on semiconductors and uh, earnings growth
1: stocks. Yeah. Perfect. Um, I wanted to come back to something uh, you were talking about earlier on the equity market. Um, We've had an amazing rally so far this year. And uh, I think the US tide has raised everybody um, around the world on stock markets. One phenomenon in all of this that your teams are keeping a very close eye on is concentration risk. How much of an issue is this?
0: It is, uh, really, really important, though it is not, uh, it is not a bubble. If <laughs> this is the sense of your question, the skew, uh, to, to mega cap, uh, we see it as an anomaly that pertains the United States, but it extends, uh, to, to Europe as well. Moreover, if you look at the valuation delta between growth and value, this is really extraordinary high. So, um, it is, Really, time to go back uh, to to fundamentals. This is what uh, we do as investors. But probably when the uh, economic slowdown will be material, also investors uh, will um, review their uh, their positioning. When it goes to fundamentals, the earning seasons, uh, the earning seasons has been uh, presenting some opportunities after that after some quality cyclicals had been it hard and and we we took position on that so all in all really it's, it's really difficult at this stage uh, to find strong uh, top-down structural trends it is still uh, more a uh, stock picking opportunities that are opening up on balance sheet strengths and resilience and pricing power uh, on the on the other side. but the big change is really that valuation matters we need a trigger. Uh, what uh, can disappoint at this time and can be really a game changer is uh, what will be happening to, uh, to inflation. We've seen uh, all the metrics, uh, uh, PPI, CPI core, uh, CPI import, tri- import prices moving on the upside, but it is not changing our view that factors are still in place for inflation to progressively move lower.
1: Thank you, Monica. We're really nearly out of time, but I wanted to finish finally on foreign exchange. I mean, the macro picture and the central bank picture that you've painted for us suggest that there are some changes maybe that are going to play out in the Forex market as well.
0: Well, let's start from the US dollar. Uh, its trends, uh, will extend in the, in the first half of the year. Uh, but, um, we really we struggle to see credible alternatives before uh, the Fed start uh, starts uh, cutting. There is not really uh, um, a full trend mm, that might might display. Uh, if I look at the interest rates differential, um, the U.S. dollar is overvalued and it it doesn't justify uh, a prominent uh, a prominent trend. Uh, one word on the yen uh fundamentals improved dramatically uh, last uh, last year but again without a nice cycle uh we think the appreciation in place is uh, unlikely uh, to be uh, prolonged and uh, with the more positive uh, news on the economic uh, front that we have seen so far and um, it is unlikely that um, the uh, safe haven nature uh, of the uh, of the yen will uh, have played out probably more opportunities still uh, in the emerging market space uh, where we uh, remain constructive on high carry effects in particular uh, in uh, in Latin
1: America um- Thank you, Monica. Thanks for that. And thank you for joining us and for all your insights. Thank you. Bye. And thanks to you for tuning into this episode of the Amundi Convictions podcast. We hope you'll join us again soon. This
0: podcast is only for the attention of professional investors, as defined in Directive 2014-65-EU, dated 15 May 2014, as amended from time to time on markets and financial instruments, called MIFID2. Views are those of the author and not necessarily Amundi Asset Management SAS. They are subject to change and should not be relied upon as investment advice, as a security recommendation, or as an indication of trading for any Mundi products or any other security, fund units, or services. Past performance is not a guarantee or indicative of future results.